There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 11 to 1, Monday Motivation. Motivation. Yes, Monday Motivation is one of my favourite features on the show because I get to meet people from all walks of life who share incredible stories about challenges they have faced and how they've overcome them to achieve unbelievable things. Now, it was really difficult picking just a handful of some of the great stories for a Best Of series to kick off 2021 because I've learned so much from all of the guests who feature, but this is just a handful. So we start off with the amazing Clodagh Dunlop, whose life changed forever when she suffered a brainstem stroke at age 35, which left her battling locked-in syndrome, so she was unable to move or speak. Doctors told her she would never do so again. 90% of people diagnosed with locked-in syndrome die within the first four months of the diagnosis. Remarkably, 18 months after suffering the stroke, Clodagh returned to work as a police officer with the PSNI in Londonderry. So she tells me how she mustered all her strength to let her partner know that she was still in there. You're a prisoner in your own body. You've only got your own thoughts for company. So once you get your head around this initial fear of what's happening to you, that you can't move and you can't speak, and you only have your own thoughts for company, what do you then tell yourself? As a police officer, we learn about the fight or flight when faced with a threat to your survival. And I knew quite simply when it went down to the basics that I had two choices to either fight or give up and I knew that the only choice that I would make was to fight. And fight you did. So how long were you alone then with your own thoughts before your amazing partner insisted to the professionals that you were indeed in there and that you could actually hear what was going on and you knew you know, what they were saying? My story is quite unique for lockdown syndrome in that my partner realised on the first day that I was still there. He had asked me, Clota, if you're there, can you blink once for yes? And I didn't know if I had any control over my eyelids. And it was hugely important in that moment that I let him know. I knew if I didn't let him know, how would anybody else who didn't know me understand that I was there? And on that first day, he realised that I was there. And although he recognised that Clota, who he knew, was there, medical professionals, their main concern in intensive care is keeping you alive. So there was no assessments by medical staff to establish that 
Clara was inside this lifeless body. So you do this, you muster all of your strength and you blink at him and he he realises, because he knows, I think, really deep down that you are still there. What did it feel like then for him communicating like this with this one blink? That must have felt, thank God, a big relief for you. It was probably at that moment one of the best moments ever in my life because I had been lying, unable to communicate to anyone. If you can imagine, you're in pain, you have an itch, your nightdress is uncomfortable, and you've no way of communicating that, and everyone's talking over you, and then suddenly he establishes that I'm there, and he asks me closed questions. Mm. And I remember being so delighted. I thought if I could jump out of this bed, I would hug you in delight. Um, I couldn't show him how happy I was, but inside I was jumping up now for joy. (laughs) Next up, we hear from Deborah Samarin, inspirational speaker, social entrepreneur and founder of Empower the Family. At 13, she was homeless. At 14, she was pregnant, living in care. She faced many obstacles, but she endured. She tells me how. I can relate like a tiny bit to trying to study and being mum to a young baby. I had family support and I was in my 20s when I was doing this. You were 14, you know, you're, you're trying to study for exams and do the junior search, which you did after giving birth to Liam. Like you're dealing with a screaming baby, you're trying to study. How did you even compartmentalise all this and even have the headspace to sit the exam? Again, like I suppose I, well, one of the things I was very lucky about was the care home I was in, like they really wanted to keep me in school. So whatever support that they could give me to make sure I stayed in school was, that was core to who they are. And I lived there till I was 18 before I moved out. So I'd already had, I had, I gave birth to me when I was 15, I was pregnant when I was 14, but I'd already had three years of that level of support so that when I moved out to go to college then I was, I, I knew how to do the juggle, if that makes sense. And yeah. it doesn't mean I did the juggle well. <laughs> it just means I did the juggle. It was it took a village. It was like, you know, which one of my friends is not going to the ball? Great. Can you please babysit? So I can, you know, yes. like, literally took a village. It took a juggle. Um, and, and just having just literally like neighbours and everything, like whoever you can get to help out that is a trusted friend and, you know, has, has kids as well. You just have to figure it out. But um, I suppose one of the things that they did for me, for example, was they gave me seven hours babysitting a week. Um, and that was because I was being really stubborn initially. I was like, no, I'm doing everything by myself. And mm. obviously then I realised I need sleep, so take the help. Um, which I think is a lesson every new mum has yes, to learn. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> and so they gave me seven hours babysitting a week. So that meant that like, you know, if Liam had gotten his needles or something, he was up all night, then I could come down and, you know, in, in the morning before school, 6am or something and be like, can you actually please mind them for two hours while I get a little bit of sleep before yeah. school? Things like that that just made all of the difference. Or listen, I or I put him into crash very, very early on, probably about three months old at that stage, just because I had to, because yeah, of course. I, I was in school. Mm. And um, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to stay back and actually do an extra hour of study. Do you mind picking them up for me? So that, you know, we'd get home at the same time. I'd use an hour for babysitting for that and they would happily do it. So they were incredible. They genuinely were incredible. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have done it without people being so kind to me. They didn't need to do any of that. Like yeah. they didn't need to do but that. They, but they believed in you and this, this is what it is, you know. And like you do, you often describe this 
this time in your life is living in chaos. You know, you're desperately yeah. clamouring to get out of this. And your only way out is by studying hard, getting your education. But what are you telling yourself during this time? Because I know even when you reached 18, there was fresh challenges to face as well, because that means you're out of the care system and you're on your own, which is absolutely crazy. But what are you saying to yourself to keep yourself going? Like, Because it could be very easy to go into a corner and just cry. Absolutely, don't worry, I did lots of that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like Liam, my son Liam is just genuinely one of the most amazing souls. Like he changed my life. He absolutely changed my life. And it it just gave me a level of focus and determination to make sure he didn't have the same chaotic life that I did. And I knew that education was the only way, the only way I was going to be able to give him a life that was in any way stable. Um, so I just had to keep going. You just I I use this like saying, which is from Finding Nemo, just keep swimming. Like oh, I love that. No I matter how no matter how hard it gets, you know, anyway, you just have to keep going. I loved speaking with comedian, author, and mental health advocate Rory O'Connor. I asked him if he ever Googled himself. Here's what he had to say. Do you ever have a sneaky Google of yourself lately? Whichever. Google Rory O'Connor just just to see uh, what I haven't in a while like I, I used to when I worked in my old job like and it's it, it kept coming up the High King of Ireland and I was like oh come on Willie give us a bit of I need to go to page 35 or something to find a name on Google well let me tell you right if you haven't lately you should because it's the coolest list of articles and it's the most um, impressive list of successes for you and it would absolutely give you an unbelievable confidence boost that's why when I was googling around a bit I, I was really surprised to find that you, that you hadn't done well at school like when you think of your successes and when I'm reading out some of them there in the intro do you kind of go God that's me like that's that guy that wasn't good at school that wasn't that people were saying Jesus what did we do with him like you know yeah, like like it is like I'm a firm believer that I kind of I I I strive to get better at everything, and I'm very harsh critic on myself. So like, I I suppose to be honest, with you, I'm 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 afraid to go back to that office job where I was very poor and I was getting bad money. I'm too afraid to go back to them days to slow down. So I'm constantly going 100 mile an hour and. It, it it's it can be a strength and a weakness. For strength of it's because you're constantly thinking of ideas and moving forward. Weaknesses it's hard to switch off. Like, and it can be a burden on my my wife, obviously, and fam. That you're you're just you're constantly talking about Rory's stories. And but when when I'm out, like say with a friend, I I hate anyone talking about it because you're up. But when I'm home and I just constantly right, I need to do this, I need to do that. Like I don't give myself much time to sit back and 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 look back behind me. But I suppose. You know, when when I was struggling in school and in all my uh, early jobs when I left school, like I always wondered, will I ever? Am I ever going to be any good at anything? Because I was on a building site uh, as an electrician, and I was definitely the worst electrician you could possibly imagine. Big Mars bar fingers on me. I, I not only could I not do the theory and the things, but I hadn't even a good pair of hands to wire at, and I was too awkward. Like, so that was gone. Then I went into call center jobs and. You know, that's where the kind of like, you know, your confidence and, and you're saying, just maybe the teachers are right, like, you know, they didn't have any amount of nothing and that, and that was said to me in school, like, and I was she's maybe they are right, but I knew, I knew deep, deep in that I knew I had something special, like, I and I don't even know if it's special, but there is something that I knew that 
I was good at and, and I suppose comedy because I was naturally good at telling stories and that as a young lad but I was never encouraged to pursue that because unfortunately in Ireland you know there's kind of a, a way we were all reared like you know it's like oh you know go to school go to college get a degree get a pensionable job get a mortgage maybe have a pint and then you die okay <laughs> that's how you live in Ireland and I like and that's just the way the generations are so I, I I'm very proud now to, to work really hard especially with the books like I, I liked I was only recently in Dundalk outreach actually it was only two weeks ago talking to the outreach students there and I can see myself in them like mm. you know they a lot of them kind of have given up that accepted that you know I'm the downbeat of society and I hate that because I know they all have potential like and it's a real passion of mine is trying to say listen it's all I have in my arse pocket is an LCA um, the events are not even problems but I'm after writing two, two best selling books so just I, I like to use the books a lot and talk so listen it is possible and um, yes we need a lot of uh, editors doing the spell, <laughs> spell check on the books, but I got it done. And I just, I, I hate people thinking that if they're not good at your normal kind of jobs, that, mm. you know, that life is is, is going to be like this. But no, if, if you just, I suppose, for me, asking for help with my own mental health and then just believing in myself is half the battle, you know. Natalie Kelly has never let anything stop her from living a full life and helping others. Even when she stared down the barrel of a shotgun, she was thinking of others as she shares in this clip. You literally stared death down the barrel of a shotgun as well, Natalie. Obviously, extremely traumatic, dramatic experience for you. What was it going through your mind when you're staring down the barrel of a gun as raiders hold up a bank that you're working in? I just I just remember on the day, like I literally only started that morning and they had told me the codes of the door as they do with security banks. They have the codes either side of the door. And I just remember being like, um, I can't remember the second code to get out, you know. And straight away, like, um, everybody left the whole bank and I was the only one that stayed. And I think I'm that sort of a person that I will stay in a situation and, like, it's afterwards that it will affect me, but I kind of react well enough in a situation. So I just remember saying I have to give them as much as I can and get them out of here just as quick as I can, you know, to help not make sure that nobody else gets hurt because... I mean, it was a pretty scary situation like to be in for everybody, even the customers of the bank. Absolutely. I mean, you know, would you say going through this kind of thing has made you stronger, tougher? Yeah, like I think everybody has different situations in life that they come across and you, you can you can kind of look at it two ways. You can let it break you or you can react a different way and try and like grow from it and like, you know, we're all only human and there's times where, like, I will let things break me, but I try my best to try and get back up and, you know, and get on with it. And if you can, like, obviously trying to have my children, I have five IVF, so mm. I never have a problem talking to anybody about helping them with their, their situation because I can advise on what happened with me. So things like that, like, OK, it was tough going through all those IVF, but I know for a fact I've helped one or two people on their road to getting a child. And... That kind of helps when you look back and go, well, if I hadn't gone through that, I mightn't have been able to help that person and they mightn't be where they are today. Carol Haslam is such an inspirational woman. She lost a limb, is fighting a second battle with cancer, has two children with autism, one of whom is blind. I asked her how she does it all and how she motivates herself on the tough days. You know, on the tough days when you don't want to get up and you don't want to Mm -hmm. face the day, and you've a list, you know, a mile long that you have to do. How do you get yourself out of a funk if you're feeling a bit low and you're feeling like, I just don't want to do this today? I just, it's really weird because 
so I w- I'm in a group with some sarcoma patients and carers and family members and stuff. And when I'm in a really bad funk, I think of the ones who haven't made it or I think of the ones, the, the junior warriors. So we have like, we have little Molly, we have Elsa, we have Alex, we have like a six-month-old baby. Wow. And I think to myself, do you know what? If like, I looked at little Molly, Molly's only like four and she's had sarcoma for two years. And if Molly can get through the day, I can do it. At just 18, Conor McCauley has been through an awful lot and it took a long, difficult road for him to come to terms with living with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. I asked him what advice he would give to his younger self. But, you know, if you could go back in time, OK, you can't change anything about your life, but you can impart some words of wisdom to young Connor. Maybe young Connor who's starting. Sorry, I should say younger Connor. OK, he's, not like you're, he's only 18. Younger Connor uh, starting secondary school, um, anxious about the wheelchair, anxious about the condition. Um, what sort of words of advice would you like that Connor to know? You know, I would like that Connor to know it's OK to be yourself. Um, people are going to have opinions on you no matter what. So I feel like that, Connor, just be yourself. You'll get on fine. You know, it's better being yourself than trying to just believe you don't have something uh, up with you. Like I did, I have my conditions. So it doesn't work out in the long run. You know, lies and stuff catch up to you. If you're saying to people, oh, I'm actually okay. Like there's nothing wrong with me. It'll, it'll all catch up to you. And it's, it's very not worth it in the long run. So I just believe that, Connor, you know, Live life, be yourself, don't mind what people are saying about you, just keep going and you're young, you know, some people will understand, some people won't and that's, you know, life as I said, it's it can be very tough but that Connor, I just want to say, you know, be yourself and be positive and that's what I'll say to him. Finally, broadcaster, entrepreneur, motivational speaker and dragon Nora Casey tells me about her morning routine. What do you need to do each morning to be as productive as you can be? Uh, walk. I, I, I love walking and I like, you know, walking along the Dodder or the Phoenix Park are my two favourites. And sometimes Bray, my my sister's in Bray, um, but I just love it. It clears my head. It helps me prepare for the day. I, I work predominantly pro bono helping women. I'm doing some nursing duties. So I, I just learned myself that unless, unless somebody said to me, your cup has to be full before you start, you know, pouring out for other people. So I try very hard to do that. And then gallons of tea, I have to say. I'm a big tea (laughs) drinker. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.